0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 482 of the Juice Box Podcast. Guess who's on the show today? Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Jenny Smith. Jenny, of course, is from all the defining diabetes episodes and the Pro Tip series. And she's here today to answer a question that I have based on watching people. I have a watching people question. I listen to a lot of people who use insulin. Some of them say this thing that doesn't make sense to me. And I wanted to ask Jenny her opinion. And while you're getting her opinion, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan We're becoming bold with insulin. You know, I'm wearing headphones and I can hear myself and my voice sounds amazing right now. Jenny holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She's a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitors. And she just celebrated her 33rd diversity. The T1D Exchange needs 6,000 people to join their registry. And I have to keep saying this to you until you do it. So, the T1D Exchange is looking for T1D adults and T1D caregivers who are U.S. residents. They want you to participate in a quick survey that can be completed in just a few minutes from your phone or computer. After you finish the questions, and they are very simple, I completed the survey in about 7 minutes, you may be contacted annually to update your information. And they may even ask you a couple more questions. But this is 100% anonymous. It is completely HIPAA compliant, and it does not require you to ever visit a doctor or go to a remote site. See, this is interesting. This is a way for you, in just a few minutes, to help other people living with type 1 diabetes. Past participants have helped bring increased coverage for test strips, Medicare coverage for CGMs, and changes in the ADA's guideline for pediatric A1C goals. These are important, behind-the-scenes things that people with type 1 diabetes need, and you have a unique opportunity to help them. These are not deep, probing, personal questions. They're pretty simple, basic, surface diabetes stuff, but they just need the data. Help them at T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. And at the very least, if 6,000 of you go right now, I don't have to say this again. Do it for me. I'm kidding. Do it for the other people living with type 1 diabetes. But I mean, if you want to think of me while you're doing it, it's fine. This topic absolutely mesmerizes me because I can't make sense of it and I know I can't make sense of it because I don't have diabetes. I know this is one Mm -hmm. of those things that I can't wrap my head around because of it. And it comes mostly from adults although i've seen parents lean into it a little bit too and i'm i'm i really want to kind of dig into this with you why do some people think that there's an amount of insulin that's too much insulin to use and that they're actually embarrassed if they use that amount or feel like they're failing where does that thought come from
1: it's a good question first off i would think that it probably starts with some like sort of off the cuff kind of comment from a doctor. Not that the doctor is really implying what the person takes out of it. Like doses of insulin usually go along with each other. You're not going to have a basal rate of 0.2 and have an insulin sensitivity factor of 20, which is unbelievably aggressive, right? I mean, that's not going to typically happen. So in terms of like evenness of insulin distribution, they may have heard the doctor say, well, you're on a lot of insulin. So your ratios should be such and such, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So it may initially come from something like that. But, um, you know, they even might compare themselves to another person with diabetes, who they Maybe they work out together or maybe they are close enough friends that they're just comparing things and they say, well, gosh, you know, I eat really well or I follow this type of exercise pattern and gosh, it looks like I use like twice as much insulin as you and you're like a couch potato (laughs) or whatever, you know.
0: the, um, The closest I can come up with listening to people, and I really mean that this isn't from one or two people. This is Mm-mm. over the years. I hear this constantly. Like I'm a bad diabetic. I use too much insulin. I've I've heard those words come out of like grown people's mouths and sometimes it feels like I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes it feels like it's impacting them almost like an eating disorder, but it's a like it's like disordered True. insulin use it feels like. And mm-hmm. no matter how many times I talk to them and I'm like, "Hey, you just need what you need." Or your body has a need, meet the need. Whatever I end up saying to them, it doesn't feel like it's enough. Like, it feels like it's psychological. And you know what I mean? Like, it really – and it's sad, too.
1: I think some of it, too, probably comes from those who are trying to manage weight because – if you know really what insulin is it's a storage hormone mm-hmm. right its job is to move food from one place your bloodstream into a place to either get used or get stored right. so you know if if that's the fact then a lot of people also don't see what does insulin do if you don't have diabetes if it's really still being made from my pancreas its job is still the same thing. So in terms of weight management, you may find that, well, gosh, I use an awful lot of insulin. If I was just using less insulin, maybe my body wouldn't pack away as many calories. And thus, you know, my insulin use would go down. And I also wouldn't be, you know, heavier than I maybe want to be. And it certainly brings into the discussion kind of the, the whole things like eating disorders within the realm of diabetes specifically.
0: Yeah. I, I, so I get the idea, but I've seen it aside of people who are concerned about their eating. Like like this, you know, like I had somebody come to me recently, I wouldn't use their name, but I don't think they'd mind being an example here. So they come in and they're like, hey, you know, lately my, you know, my blood sugars have been going up, right? Like my my resting blood sugars are more like 170. They used to be more like 100. And um, showed me the graph, and I look at it pretty hard, and I'm like, it just feels like you need more basil here, and you know, like, and then we could look at the meals, I, like, mm-hmm. and well, that's a lot of insulin. The person said, I don't usually use that much insulin, and I was like, is there a problem with that? And the person said, it's embarrassing, but couldn't tell me huh. why. It's embarrassing that I'm using more insulin, and I. <laughs>
1: I guess I would feel like maybe it's the thought that they're not managing well enough. So they need more insulin to compensate for their lack of management, which shouldn't be,
0: right. But shouldn't at all feels. be
1: the piece of like thought.
0: That's how it feels to me too, that somehow if I'm using more insulin, I'm doing something wrong. I didn't even see it connected to eating in this person's example. Hmm. Although it's funny because when it is connected to eating, It's the last thing people see when, you know, like I'm using more insulin because I'm taking in more carbs. Insulin makes me gain weight. Well, no, insulin didn't make you gain weight. The calories made you gain weight. The insulin was helping you keep your blood sugar down. They conflate the two somehow. Right. You know what I mean? And then it gets, but they're tortured by it. Yeah. Like really, really. And I didn't know if you had talked to anybody that this had come up for, or if you felt personally-
1: I would say that more, I mean, at least once a week, I have somebody both young and old, meaning both parents of kids with diabetes, as well as adults managing their own diabetes. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say, you know, their their typical question is, well, what does somebody else this age use? Yeah. Is this the right amount of insulin for me? Am I supposed to be on, I guess, this much insulin or, you know, is this too little insulin? I mean, that's kind of the opposite Mm -hmm. with some kids or whatever, but it's always a question of, shouldn't it be specific to like my age or where I am in life or whatnot. And really there's a physiologic, personal physiologic need for insulin for everybody. I think good, good point is that I've got a really good friend who is She's tiny. She's like three inches. And I'm not tall. I'm only 5'3". And she's like three inches shorter than me and probably weighs 10 or 15 pounds less than me. And she uses more insulin than me. And She's single and more active than I am. So, you know, from that standpoint, it kind of gives you a visual that the right amount of insulin for you is the right amount of insulin for you, as long as it's keeping your glucose where you want it to be. Is it in the target that you're aiming for? And in the case of the person that you talked to, you know, their needs had gone up. Why? I don't know. Some variable in the picture that was new and causing something to happen, but they just need more. And sometimes it's figuring out, well, is the more going to stick? Like, is there a, is there a body reason? Like, is thyroid Is there something going on that's causing the need for more and will it be short lived while this other thing is going to be taken care of and managed and gotten into control as well. Um, But overall, you know, it is, it's a good question. I know the other piece of that too much insulin sometimes also comes from people who have sort of been scarred by really like low blood sugars Mm -hmm. in the aftermath of what they deemed was a big amount of insulin for a meal. Yeah. Right. They're very wary of, gosh, I, I mean, I've worked with a number of adults who won't take more than like two or three units of insulin at a given time, no matter what, no matter what. And so, you know, then it becomes, well, okay, well what's your ratio covering then? Cause you can only eat this much at a time. Right. Then, <laughs> you know, it's the way that it works.
0: Yeah. So you see people who spread like little meals out throughout the day. No kidding. Jenny is nodding at me knowingly. Yeah. Okay, so so that they won't have to take too much insulin. What? So you said <clears throat> I have an, I have a thought, but I want to go back to something you said. The comparison to others is huge, and I always thought of it as looking for the answer through somebody else. But when you brought it up, I thought maybe there is just a comparison in their head like I don't want to do more or less than other people do. Like maybe there's a real human failing in this that has nothing to do with diabetes. That like comparison thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And I would I would say that that's especially with the teens that I talk to, the teens themselves are not really so concerned. It's more the parents that are mm-hmm. concerned. God he's using so much insulin. I remember when he was diagnosed and he was six and he was on this tiny, tiny amount of insulin. Now he's got like, you know, basal rates that are like 1.9 units an hour. And I'm like, well, he's a teen, he's growing and he needs a lot more insulin. I mean, so comparison wise, you do have to look at time of life, but even with, you know, this teen, let's say, compared to his friend, his needs may be very different. His friend might be getting along just fine on you know, 0.9 units of basil an hour versus his 1.9. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I get that. Peop- it's interesting, too, because I think my brain, I know yours does, my brain kind of slips into that, like, slip back, go macro, look at the whole picture, see, like, you were like, maybe your thyroid's out of whack, or like, I don't think mostly people think about stuff like that. Um, right. And, and the impacts of other things. On your blood sugar, the one that you just brought up now, which I'm always fascinated by is is you'll get a note from somebody that says, I don't understand. My kids had diabetes for two years. You know, all of a sudden his blood sugars are high all the time. And my first question is, have they gained weight in the last like three (laughs) months? Oh, yeah, he's put on like 10 pounds. I was like, well, you know, (laughs) a gallon of gas moves a car that weighs 1000 pounds this far, it moves moves a car that weighs 1010 pounds a little less, you you know, like that idea. And but they don't see that at all. Everyone's so locked in on making a number be right and and holding on to some hope that it's just going to be like that forever. Maybe that has right. something to do with this as well. I have no idea. I know All I can tell you is that when I hear adults say it, there is sadness in their voice and they mm-hmm. feel like they failed somehow. And I, the other thing that that I hear too, that I want to know if you've heard and wondered where it comes from, if you know, is the idea that you can use too much insulin and it's not healthy for you. Not that it'll make your blood sugar low, but using too much. It's almost like you ever meet a person who's like, uh, has pain and you say, take an Advil and I go, I don't want to put medication in me. Like, and you go, all right, right on. You know, I, it feels like that a little bit, like they're almost I don't want to say irritated, but they're disappointed that they have to take insulin at all and somehow by using less of it, it's going to be healthier for them when that's of course the opposite. But I do you know what I mean by that?
1: I do. And, you know, in terms of too much insulin, if you need a certain amount of insulin, you need it. I mean, that's the base fact, right? But getting into the fact of where I remember years ago, even before I was, I was working clinically, And I started a young girl, teens, on a pump. And prior to the training, we always go through like, what's your insulin dosing? So I could figure out like the strategy for the pump settings, Mm -hmm. right? When she was telling me her doses, and I was like, you're going to be going through a reservoir a day. Like, like I'm serious. That's how much insulin this, this teen girl was using. And I was like, we need better insulin. <laughs> I was like, you can't use U100 at that point. I mean, U500 was on the market, mm-hmm. but it was not at all something that was typically used in an insulin pump. We had to actually go about like getting a doctor's order to use it off label in her pump mm-hmm. in order for her to actually get enough insulin. But at that point, there, there are other reasons. I mean, that's significant insulin resistance then. If you're not a growing teen or a growing child, or maybe, you know, a woman going through pregnancy or some other type of like body like health issue yeah. that might be impacting, yes, there are certain doses of insulin that typically you will need for your own body. But if you have all of a sudden like climbed in need for some reason, and that's a reason to get a check in with your doctor Mm -hmm. to see if something else is going on. But then thankfully there are, there are other meds on the market now that, you know, they're starting to be used thankfully in type one. They started out mainly as type two because insulin resistance is a hallmark of type two specifically. Um, But it's kind of becoming more visible now in the type one community. And so some of those meds that help with resistance can actually help you get back to a more normal need for your own body of insulin. Okay. Because yes, exorbitant doses of insulin at some point, you know, as I think we've talked before, like large depots of insulin under the skin, take a longer time to disperse and get absorbed. Mm. So while that Active insulin time of let's call it three to five hours or whatever from a single one shot dose of insulin. If you've got two units, probably over the course of that time, you're going to see its action the way that it was meant to be. If you've got a dose that's like 30 units in a shot,
0: mm-hmm
1: that's a huge amount of insulin to get dispersed. So in terms of decreasing resistance, especially if it's climbed for you, you may want to explore the other medications that are on the market that are very helpful for that.
0: Right. Well, as, as we're sitting here talking, I, I do think that there's this one aspect that that's kind of creeping into my mind and making sense to me that I've just never thought of, which is if my insulin needs are going up, I know I'm eating more food or eating less healthy foods maybe. And Possibly. It, but it could it could like that could be. I shouldn't have said I should I know. That could be one of the reasons. Like say say for a person that is the reason. Instead of wanting to face head on the idea that I'm eating in a way that I'm not thrilled about, I focus on oh, I don't want to take so much insulin. And then, like you said, you have a higher blood sugar, which then keeps your body weight down, um, hurting you in other ways.
1: Right. Correct.
0: I'm, I'm trying to, like, put myself in someone's shoes there. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That whole, like... That,
1: it's a difficult... Yeah. It's, it's It is. It's very difficult. And I think even in this past year, with so much change to people's schedules... And I mean, even the people I've worked with in like cities where they were used to doing their, their commute and getting on a train and walking and walking to the office and like that disappeared. And that might've been like 5,000 of their 10,000 necessary steps in a day yeah. out of the picture. And now you're just getting up in the morning, sitting at your desk and look at that, you gained some weight and Hey, you're going to probably need more insulin, in that time period,
0: I would imagine. Plus, the activity itself puts your insulin requirement down. Yes. So now there's maybe you're going to gain weight because you're not moving as much, and you're and, and you're it's not burning off as much. Yeah, and blood sugar yeah. points. Well, that all makes a lot of sense. Like I, it didn't not make sense to me. It's just that I've it's happened so many times, and people seem so sad when they say it. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to really like have a conversation and try to understand it because I really. I'm at a loss because I just come at it from like a clinical way. When they said, "I'm like, well, I just put more in," you know, or exercise right. more, eat a little less, or like these are your options. It's that one specific sentence that I need more insulin. I don't want to use that much insulin, or insulin's not good. Too much insulin's not good for you. I always expect they're going to say because I don't want to get low. I don't want to have a ton of insulin in me. But that's, right, that's not always the concern. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's just the actual dose that's. The concern,
0: yeah. that it's kind the number—it's the number that messes them up. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Like, if you, if you, I don't know. Let's say I put you in charge of the world, and you decided that a unit of insulin was actually uh, equivalent to two units of insulin. So we started calling two units one unit. Then they'd be okay with it. Then they'd be like, "Oh, I'm only using three. Right, right? but you tell them it's six, and they're like, "Oh." Oh, (laughs) it's still it's still like in it you know i'm putting my fingers on but it's still this much insulin in the syringe it's this much in a little tube right but if the number was different they'd be okay with it and that's gotta be psychological right Mm -hmm. yeah
1: a lot and i think it, it kind of goes back to what you brought up initially is just that that feeling of i need so much i must be doing something wrong. Like the feeling of just, you're like beating yourself up because why else would I need this much insulin? And that, that's not normal. Why should I have to take 50 units every single day? Shouldn't I be more on like 20 units a day? Um, I mean, from a standpoint of like overall weight management, sure. Doses of insulin can make a difference, Mm -hmm. but there are other lifestyle pieces that go into that. It's not just the management of the dose of the insulin.
0: Well, so the way we do it here is, is interesting. Like Arden will go through swings of, you know, there'll be a day or two where suddenly there's just like way more carbs than usual. And you don't notice it when it's happening but then you do notice that, if you, especially if you're on an Omnipod or something with a cartridge in it, when you're like, oh, I have to change my pump sooner than I thought I was going to. Right. <laughs> and yes. and so it, it, she used to be like, why are we changing it now? And I was like, it's empty. And then, you know, and she goes, oh, um, why? And I was like, why do you think? <laughs> she goes, oh, I got nachos at Moe's yesterday and I, had a, and I had a milkshake today. And I was like, that is why. So, I, you know, in a very, like, simple way, it helps her go. All right, maybe I'm, maybe I'm carb crazy right now and don't realize it. I'll pay right. a little more attention to it. Um, I see it as a kind of a. It doesn't well because it doesn't impact her adversely in her mind. I see it as a positive thing because she she can kind of see like oh you know pay look,
1: attention yeah look
0: what's happening mm-hmm. to me. Um, but anyway, okay, I, I appreciate you talking about this with me because yeah. I really did not meaningfully understand. And I think this helped a little bit. And I I want people like, let me ask you this, though. If there aren't outside influences in general, you're comfortable saying more insulin is not unhealthy for people.
1: As long as it's managing their blood sugar and everything is in target and they have no other health concerns, then the dose that they're taking is obviously working to help them maintain control. Yes.
0: So when I say meet the need on the podcast, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I just mean there's an amount of insulin you need. Use it. Use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. How about Jenny? I love Jenny. You love Jenny. Who doesn't love Jenny? There's no one. No one at all. I mean, maybe once in her life she cut a guy off in traffic and that guy's still like, oh, that person that cut me off in traffic. But they don't really know it's Jenny. If they knew this Jenny, they'd want them. They'd be like, go ahead, cut me off. You're fine. Anyway, Jenny does this for a living at integrateddiabetes.com and you can check her out there. There's a link in the show notes. All right, look, one last time in this 25 minutes that you've been with me. The T1D Exchange needs your help. And the help they need is super simple to give. You just go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox That's my link. Use that link. And then when you get there, click on join our registry now. And after that, you complete the simple quick survey. It's for U.S. residents only, but it's so easy. Like right now, if you did it right now, look at your watch. Well, you probably don't have a watch. Pick up your phone. Touch the face of it. If you did it right now, you'd be done in less than 10 minutes. It took me three hours to bring you this episode, and this is all I'm asking in return. T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. I mean, seriously, I had to book Jenny, record the thing, edit it. I mean, you notice how there's no like pops and clicks and noises and nothing distracting while you're listening? Uh, you're welcome. That was me. Scott, click, click, click with the mouse. I fixed the whole thing for you. Hours it took. Like, you're just like, oh, it was a quick 25 minute episode. It was nice. Scott said insulin's important. Blah, blah. No, no, no. There's more than that. It's deep. It's deep. It's building a narrative in your life about type 1 diabetes, giving you the tools and the access to information for the free. And all I ask is that you go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. I only need 6,000 of you to do it. I mean, there were hundreds of thousands of downloads last month. I just need six of you. You know what I'm saying? Of the hundreds of thousands of downloads, I need six thousand. I'm tired of saying it too. I know you're tired of hearing it. I'm tired of saying it, but I mean, at some point, one of us has got to pick up the mantle and do their part. I can only do this. I I filled out their survey. It was easy. All right, I'm gonna stop. I apologize. That was i I that was too much, too much. I should just say t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. You need to be a U.S. resident who has type 1 or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please go fill it out if you have the chance. I mean, that's, that's how I should say it. But I mean, come on. This podcast is amazing and it's free. Free. And what do I say to you? You know, if you want to try out an Omnipod, Go to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. I say, if you want to check out a Dexcom, go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. I say, uh, want to get a great meter? Contournext.com forward slash juice box. I say, hey, uh, my daughter's got this uh, GVoke Hypo Pen. You should check it out. That, that's it. I mean, you don't have to check it out. I'm not telling you to buy an Omnipod. It's not like if you don't buy an Omnipod, you're not allowed to listen anymore. I'm just saying, if you're going to, go check it out. But this T1D exchange thing, I mean, you're on the internet constantly. I see the people in my life. I know you don't put the phone down, and I'm not judging you. I'm just saying while you're doing it, you know what I mean? T1DExchange.org forward slash juicebox. Help a guy out a little bit. Don't make me beg you. It's embarrassing. I'll tell you what. If the T1D Exchange contacts me at the end of the month, next month, at the end of June, and says, We've added a thousand new people to the registry thanks to you. If they say that, what will I do? I will do an online talk about using insulin once a week in July. Once a week, okay? I'll come on. um, I'll do it on Zoom. It'll be free, obviously, because you helped me out with the T1D exchange thing. And I will answer everyone's questions as long as I can if we reach a 1,000. Now, if we reach 1,500... I'll get Jenny on one of those calls. If you do 2,000, I'll do the calls, right, every day, every, what I say, every week in July, Jenny once, and what else will I do? I'll do something else that's cool. I don't know what yet, but trust me, I'll come through. T1DEXCHANGE.ORG forward slash Juicebox. Use the link, complete the survey. That's it.